Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. You're listening to episode 98 of the show, recorded on February 1st, 2022, at exactly 1.26 p.m. And I'm going to warn you, the first topic that we're talking about today is going to be kind of a little bit of a hot take. And it's not something you're necessarily going to agree with me on. But you know what? That's cool. We can still be friends. We can still talk afterwards. You can disagree with me on any of my social media platforms. Link in the description below. And that's totally cool. It won't be the whole episode. We'll have other things to talk about. But I'm just going to let you know if by the time you get done with the first segment of the show and you're like, I don't agree with that at all. Yeah, I warned you. Okay, I warned you. All right, you ready? Here we go. The topic in question is piracy. And I know a lot of people have different opinions on piracy. Some of you are probably wondering why on earth I'm even talking about it. Well, basically, a YouTuber I watch, Linus Tech Tips, has a podcast called The Wan Show. And on there, he got into a little bit of hot water recently for making a tweet that basically says running ad blocker on YouTube is a form of piracy. A lot of people disagreed with them and the arguments spewed all over the place. And the reason that I hate talking about this subject so much is because people always devolve into moral arguments. Whether they support piracy or don't support piracy, it always just boils down to, well, I'm in the right and technically I'm doing the good thing here and you're supporting the greedy company and you're just stealing stuff. Here's the thing. You want to know my take on, on piracy as a whole? I don't care. If you pirate a movie or pirate a song, that's totally fine by me. If you support it through legal ways, also totally fine by me. What I'm not okay with and what bothers me personally is when people don't call it piracy. When people try to argue, well, technically it's not piracy because I'm not supporting this greedy corporation. Well, if you don't pay for the product and you're still consuming the product, that is piracy. It works the same on Netflix as it does on YouTube, as it does to website articles and anywhere else. Because the internet and how it manages to stay afloat is primarily built on an ad culture. And you don't have to like that, right? You could be against it. You can say ads are invasive and ruin a lot of things and you wouldn't be wrong. But the current world we live in the reason we have services like YouTube where you can upload hours and hours of 4K video for free is because the platform is supported by ads. Without it, there's no way they could pay the servers and the bandwidth costs to keep all this shit running. You realize how expensive services like Twitch and YouTube are to run for free for this many users all the time? It's insane. That's why there's no like real good competitors because the amount of money you would have to put into it and how long you would have to go operating at a loss, making no money in the meantime, is, is, is huge, basically. So the only thing really keeping that afloat is ads. Also, you got to look at it from a creator level as well. Talked about the platform, move that to the side a bit. Regular YouTube creators, the main way that they are able to monetize and make money doing what they love is not through merch, it's not through Patreon. It's not through online courses. For 90% of them, the number one way they make money is through YouTube AdSense. 
basically, in case you don't know, if you're watching your favorite creator and an ad pops up, well, by watching the ad, they get a little bit of money, a little bit of a kickback for them. And granted, that's not the only way you can support a creator, obviously, on YouTube. There's what's called YouTube Premium, where you can pay YouTube, a little subscription service, I think it's like $12 a month, that gives you a bunch of different features, but the main one is that no ads show up on the videos, and all the watch time goes directly to the creator. So you're supporting them even more that way. So if you don't like ads, there's your option for you. If you don't want to pay for a subscription service, which I'm typically the person not willing to pay for a subscription service, I hate things like this, where you have to pay eight, 10, $12, and the price keeps raising every month just to get access to the stuff you want to watch. I vastly prefer just clicking on an ad and being done with it. Yes, even the double ads. Yes, even the unskippable ads. My time is not that valuable at the end of the day. I'm not making a ton of money every second I waste <laughs> using an ad. And if I was, I would just use YouTube Premium. But I don't have the money for that. And I probably will not have the money for that for a long time now. So I just end up watching the ads. And that's how I support the creator. That's how I support the platform. And that's how I support the larger internet. In my opinion, running ad blocker is kind of a form of piracy. I agree with Linus here. It's partially why I don't use it. Now, like I said earlier, is piracy a bad thing? No, not in all cases. One case is with old video games. Let's say you want to play an old Nintendo game that's not available on NES or Super Nintendo Online. Is it technically piracy to emulate a game that you didn't pay for? Technically, yes, but if it's not available elsewhere, then I really don't see uh, a, a way where I could, you know, morally argue that it's a bad thing. I think you're mostly within the right there. Or another example, let's say you pirate a season of Rick and Morty or whatever because it wasn't available in your country, and then you decide later down the road to buy a DVD box set. Not only are you supporting the creator, but you're doing far more than what most people do, which is just watch them on TV or pay it through a subscription service where maybe some of the money goes to them. You are directly supporting that creator. You're totally fine to pirate that season, I think, personally. And with YouTube creators, if you spent money on merch, if you spend money on Patreon, if you spend money on Twitch, I think you're probably fine. If you use YouTube Premium, I think you're probably fine. But if you're not going to do any of that, if you're not going to financially support the creators you love and keep their work to continue to show up, because let's be honest, it is work. It is not something that you just are expected or delivered for free. This is not a, a, a right, you know, this is a privilege that could go away at any time now. If you're not going to do any of that, then I feel like the least you could do is watch an ad. And I know people aren't okay with that. They'll argue, oh, Google is a shitty company and YouTube's shitty for removing dislikes and potentially adding NFTs. And yes, that's real. Look it up. They're thinking about adding NFTs. I shudder to think of what that might look like. And they don't want to support YouTube, the platform. So they're arguing morally, everybody should be doing that. And that's cool if you believe that, if that's your stance, but it's still piracy and you have to be okay with that. And that's basically what I want to say, the long and short of it. If you, in any form or fashion, involve yourself in pirating a game, movies, 
uh, running ad block on YouTube, whatever, you're technically fine. I don't think you're a bad person. I don't think you're doing some illegal schemes. You do you. I've done it before. I'm obviously no better. I fucking pirated movies before. I've pirated music before. But number one, I try to, you know, buy the subscription service when I can't afford it and use that. Number two, I would still call it piracy on my end, and I'm okay with the consequences of that. What I don't like and what bothers me, like I said about the whole piracy thing, is when people will argue that they are morally in the right for doing so and that they just think they're doing the right thing and it's totally not piracy. It is what it is. Call a fork a fork. A spade a spade is piracy. And that's fine. But you got to be okay with the consequences of it because there are real-world consequences to not supporting the media that other people make. There are consequences to not supporting platforms. There are consequences to using ad blocker on websites and articles where the writers of said articles primarily get paid through AdSense. It affects real people all the time. But because people, for whatever reason, view the internet as a supposedly free thing that you should never have to ever pay money for, that's just going to be the level of entitlement we're, we're dealing with. And if you're asking me personally, I think the reason most people pirate has nothing to do with this moral high ground. They're either, number one, entitled to think that everything is free, which I do disagree with, or, number two, they just financially can't afford it because it's either too expensive or not available to them. And if you just say that, you're fine. If you could just say, hey, I'm pirating this because I don't want to spend money on it, that's totally cool, but you got to be aware of it. You got to call it piracy and you got to be aware that that has consequences. That's all I wanted to say. I don't have any further arguments one way or another. Again, you can disagree with me if you want, if you so oblige, but that's how I feel about it. I don't know. Maybe I could feel differently. Maybe there are differing opinions. Maybe you disagree with me, but again, I told you so at the beginning. That was my warning going into it. And now we're done. See? That wasn't so hard. Been wanting to get off that my chest for a while. Surprised it took to like episode 98 of the show to get to that point. Because I've had that opinion for a long time. It's not a popular one either. I feel like I've, I've had that discussion. Similar to the similar to like the, the, the $70 games discussion that I have where it's like, it's not, it's not a popular opinion. It's not something people are like, man, Aiden sure has a good take on that. I sure want to hear him talk about that more. Uh, but I'm not going near a 10 foot pole with the, the $70 games argument. Piracy is one thing. Cause like I do it and I'm aware of the impacts of it, whatever $70 games. Like you can get me talking about that shit and I'll just, I'll just go off on a 15 minute, rant that nobody is gonna like and nobody's gonna be happy with and i will not be able to keep my cool i will not be able to get to have a a normal conversation afterwards it's just it's just not how that shit works not how that shit works at all anyway moving on like we said moving on so i want to talk to you a little bit about my past week or so i uh basically had no internet up until geez like Last Friday? Let's see. So from about the 23rd of January to the 28th. So a matter of like six full days, I did not have internet like at my house at all. 
So if I wasn't on Discord or on Twitter or talking to you, that's probably why. It's just my internet was down, forgot to pay the bill, whatever. And so I had like nothing to do <laughs> for like six days. And I'm so used to like just waking up and getting online and making something or talking to somebody. Like it's so part of my routine that I didn't like know what to do. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, fuck the internet down. What the hell am I going to do? And so I uh, decided to <laughs> basically get out my VHS player, my VCR, if you will, my little CRT TV, hooked it all up, put them on the little TV trays and, uh, just decided to watch VHS tapes, decided to watch some movies because I own a massive VHS collection, but I never had the time to just like sit through and watch it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to have internet for like six days. Might as well. Might as well just go ahead and, and watch through some movies. So what I'm going to do now is a quick little the movie review roundup where I watched like literally close to 10, 10 movies or something like that. Like it's an insane amount. How many... How many of these are there? Let me put like a, can I put like a, a number? Google Docs is so weird. 12. I watched 12 movies over that six day period. It's insane. But I want to give like little reviews uh, to all of them because I don't have any of these on Letterboxd. I'm probably not going to for a period of time because most of these I'll get around to rewatching. But uh, here's just a quick little movie review roundup talking about some of the films I watched recently. All right, you ready? In no particular order, we're going to start with Ants, the first DreamWorks animated movie in CGI. You got Woody Allen, kind of a neurotic ant, going through society when, uh-oh, turns out some of the other ants are kind of having a little bit of a government conspiracy moment where they're trying to purge the weak out of the society. Classic genocide in, in the ant kingdom. Uh, you, you see it in a bunch of different animated movies. But Woody Allen ant gets out of there, and he meets some other bugs, and comes across Princess Balu, who works with the ants, who she doesn't know about this government uprising. So the two get to know each other and have a good time. And hey, if a worker ant and a queen can get along, why can't all the other ants get along? So they go back to the colony and kick out the, the mean old general starting the conspiracy, and everybody has a good time. You got a lot of celebrity voices in this. Woody Allen, Sylvester Stallone. Christopher Walken's in this shit. It's a big celebrity-packed cast. They clearly wanted ants to make a big mark. But nowadays, like, the only reason anybody ever talks about this movie is, like, they compare it to Bugs Life. Like, oh, it's another ant movie. Like, Bugs Life. What's, what's the big deal? Whatever. I like it a little bit more than Bugs Life. Got a little bit more of a mature tone. A little bit more of some edgy adult jokes in there. I don't like the character designs. And some of the CG's a little weak. But, like, the termite battle's pretty fucking hardcore. The plot's, like, surprisingly, again, pretty hardcore. Government conspiracy shit in, 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 my, in my fucking ant movie? Love that. Love that. It's really fun. Uh, sometimes the celebrity voices can be a little bit distracting. But for a first animated film, you know what? We all got to start somewhere. We all got to start somewhere. So Ants, fine movie. Kind of surprised me a little bit. I think it's a little bit better than Bugs Life. But it's got some character design issues, some CG issues. Now the jokes land. Sometimes the celebrity cast can be a little bit annoying. 7 out of 10. Moving on. Another DreamWorks movie, Prince of Egypt. This is one that everybody fucking loves. It's 2D animated. It's a big drama. You got your boy Moses, and you got your boy Ramses, and they're brothers. But uh-oh, turns out Moses has to get the people out of the Egypt because they're doing bad genocide stuff again. Wow. DreamWorks really does have a pattern. 
of some people killing and some genocidal shit in some of their animated movies. What the fuck, DreamWorks? Can you imagine if Shrek kind of had like, well, the fairy tale creatures are kind of like kicked out of their homeland. So there's kind of some elements of that even in the first Shrek. Is this a theme? I swear to God, this might actually be a theme in some DreamWorks movies. I'm a little bit concerned. Anyway, point, 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 point aside. Hearing all that shit. Prince of Egypt's really good. Like, really damn good. I can't say much about it without going in depth, but the songs are there. The animation is gorgeous. There's these big shots of a palace and the pharaoh and the Nile and all these locations. It's like, yeah, it's a desert, but it looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. And the drama between the two brothers is heart-wrenching, even though you know that it's, you know, a Bible movie. So God's going to come in there and kind of start some shit. Uh, the fact that it breaks these two brothers up is some real good, I think, drama that, that adds to it. I like The Prince of Egypt a lot. It was like a 9 out of 10. Fun film. Fun film. Right next is Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. This isn't really a film. It's like three shorts. They're like Christmas tales, but with Mickey in the game. So you got one with Huey Dewey and Louie. He's like, I wish Christmas was every day. And then it's Christmas every day and they get sick of it. You got one with Goofy and Max. Max believes, "Uh uh-oh, I don't think Santa's real, and Goofy has to cheer him up, but there's a twist to it. I don't dare spoil it. And the third one, about Mickey and Minnie trying to get gifts for each other. It's the tale of the Magi. Classic, classic Christmas story. And uh, they're all pretty good. It's obviously TV animation, and none of them are quite, like, worth a whole movie about. So, like, the decision to break it up into into shorts is probably the right call. But it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to, like, rewatch a ton. This was my first time seeing it. And I liked it enough to feel like I didn't waste my time. Is it something I'm going to go back and watch? Probably not. Just six out of ten. Moving on. Uh, a short that I will be watching for many years is uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Kind of of the three big holiday Charlie Brown specials, this one's talked about the least. Like usually Charlie Brown and Christmas is number one. Everybody loves that one, talks about that one. Then it's Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, the Halloween one, of course. Got some iconic scenes. And uh, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving is like, oh, yeah, they did a Thanksgiving one, I guess. This is kind of the, the one where Peppermint Patty kind of shows up out of nowhere. Is like, hey, Charlie, we're having a little Thanksgiving dinner. We're coming to your house to do it. But Charlie has to go with his grandparents in an hour. Uh-oh, hijinks ensue, and then Snoopy and the gang have to make a bunch of food. They talk about the real meaning of Thanksgiving. I just love the vibes, man. I really do just love watching Charlie and the gang interact with each other. The kind of somber music, uh, Charlie being depressed about like having to work at a bunch of family gatherings rather than just enjoy the holiday. The like desire to impress Peppermint Patty was kind of a little bit of a, a love interest. I always thought Peppermint Patty was a dude. I, ne- I never <laughs> really knew who, who she was until I looked it up. I'm like, oh yeah, Peppermint Patty's a she, I guess. That's cool. Uh, they even got some boys that don't be showing up in a lot of a lot of Charlie Brown specials. You got my boy Franklin up in here. He kind of gets shafted with a chair that's like a little too small, so you can't like see him all the way. Kind of unfortunate that they did that to my boy Franklin. But uh, it's a fun special. Definitely not as good as the other two, but it's fucking Charlie Brown, bro. I'm going to watch this shit till I die and enjoy every little bit of it. It's fantastic. Eight out of ten. All right, next up, Nightmare Before Christmas. You all know about this movie, right? I don't need to talk about Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a a classic. The quintessential Halloween, but also the quintessential Christmas movie. What time of year are you supposed to watch it in? 
it's really up to you, honestly. I used to think, oh, yeah, well, this is this is a Halloween movie, first and foremost. But they spend so much time, like, getting ready for Christmas and then doing the Christmas thing. The Halloween part of it is really, like, the beginning 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. So I'd say it probably leans more on the Christmas side of things, but it's all fantastic. Like, the world Tim Burton comes up with is so unique and magical. I love how all the holidays are connected via these, like, trees that you can walk into. We even get some, like, cameos from the Easter Bunny and stuff. I love all the Halloween Town residents. The locations in the town are iconic. Jack Skellington is a wonderful design. And I think the songs, like, especially, again, in that first 10 minutes like Halloween Town especially and what's this like just fucking bang there's a couple of songs that don't but this is a classic for a reason probably the only like Tim Burton movie that everybody universally loves 9 out of 10 fantastic All right next up is Boy Story just kidding it's, it's Toy Story it's the first one with Woody and Buzz who spend most of the movie arguing with each other it's kind of weird watching like any of the later Toy Story films because Buzz, Buzz and Woody are friends and everybody's real friends with each other. But there's sort of a very, um, I don't know, maybe chaotic isn't the word, argumentative energy <laughs> where a lot of toys are just sort of mean to each other. I mean, they basically accuse Woody of, of murdering Buzz and throwing his ass out the window. Like they would not be doing that in No Toy Story 4. And there's a lot of like emotional, mature, like big topics that the later Toy Story films tackle. And that's important and all. But they definitely got a little bit more sterile after the first one. So it's a little bit of a trade-off. Like this first movie doesn't have any big emotional topics to tackle. There's not a lot of drama there. But the trade-off is it's a lot darker. It's a lot edgier. There's a lot more arguing. The characters feel more real. Buzz and Woody have an equal amount of screen time. Uh, they, they just handle the cast really well. I always thought the original Toy Story was kind of one of the weaker ones. With like two being my favorite three being my least favorite and four being somewhere in between. Uh, but I think I like toy story one, the first one, probably the second most. I, I still don't, I still don't like it as much as toy story two, because that film is quite literally the perfect sequel. But in terms of like a standalone film, if this was the only toy story that we ever got, yeah, I, I'd probably be okay with it. Another nine out of 10 banger film classic everybody fucking knows toy story go watch toy story if you haven't already what's wrong with you all right number seven brave little toaster this is one of them i hadn't seen before i'd always kind of see it on like goodwill shelves and be like what the fuck brave little toaster who gonna make a film about a goddamn talking toaster ain't no way this shit gonna be good uh but similar to films like kung fu panda where you read the title and you're like this shit for infants and then you watch and you're like no i'm baby I'm infant. This shit is surprisingly really fucking good. And the thing is, I don't even really want to talk about it because I know so many people have not seen this movie and are just going to use this Aiden on Anchor as an opportunity to be like, oh, well, Aiden talked about it, so I don't have to see it now. Cool. Thanks, Aiden. Well, too bad. I'm not going to say shit except for it's excellent and a must-watch animated film, and you're going to have to go form your own opinion about it. Ooh, scary. I know. I'm being a little, being a little bit of a, of a devious little gremlin right now telling you to go watch movies for yourself. Ooh, scary. Brave Little Toaster's worth the watch. It's a lot of fun. The opening 20 minutes are my favorite part. Love the relationship between all the appliances. The ending is also really smart. Love the songs. Great film. I'm going to say my first 10. Yeah. 
Yeah, 10 out of 10. Mm, wow. Guess you'll have to watch now, you hack. All right, number eight, <laughs> Sinbad, Legend of the Seven Seas. This movie's just the, uh, a standard animated kids movie. With no surprises. It's Brad Pitt. It's Catherine Zeta-Jones. They do the whole Sinbad thing where they sail across the seas and then fight monsters. But because it's the early 2000s, all the monsters are CG and look really shitty. And the dialogue is also really bad because it's a lot of puns and lines like, oh, women, this is why women shouldn't drive type humor. And it's like, okay, I've seen this shit a thousand times before. Eris, like the villain of the movie, the goddess of mischief. She's pretty cool. Love the way she's animated. And they have a cool way of like ending that conflict. I won't spoil what happens, but they don't outright kill her, which is, I'm glad because she's a literal goddess. Like, can you imagine the havoc that would cause? But no, they actually deal with the situation in a smart and clever way that I didn't see coming. Cool ending aside, though, rest of the movie's pretty forgettable. Like, I've already forgotten a lot of it as we're talking now. Probably the weakest of all the films so far. I'm going to say like a 5 out of 10. All right, next up, American Legends. We got four more to go, everybody. Hold on tight. Hold on tight. We're making it through. American Legends. This is another short compilation one where uh, the theme is uh, America. <laughs> Wow. Could you have told by the title American Legends that it was going to be about the, the American pioneers? Yeah, you got your Johnny Appleseeds, you got your Paul Bunyans, Casey Jones, and like three shorts that were made from the 50s. And they're funny, and they're good. I, I love the Johnny Appleseed short, as always. Loved it in Melody Time. Love it here. Seriously, underrated short. But the real reason you're, you're watching this is because of the new one that they add right at the very beginning, so you don't even have to watch the whole thing. Uh, the John Henry short is really fucking good. I've even started seeing it uh, come up in thumbnails <laughs> for like YouTube video essays. That's how I know. Like we're officially at that nostalgia point. I feel like more people should uh, just check out the short. Just check out the John Henry short. If you got like five minutes and you don't want to watch any of these movies, check out the John Henry American Legend short. Uh, I love the scratchy art style and the fucking theme. Fucking bangs, bro. That shit slaps. Loved it. Uh, the whole film is not worth watching, though. Like, the Paul Bunyan one sucks ass. Casey Jones is, is funny for, like, a little bit, but also low-key annoying if you hate the voice. Uh, really, the Johnny Appleseed one's good, but you can watch it on Melody Time or anywhere else. Just watch the John Henry one. As a film, totally not worth it. It was just one I was weirdly nostalgic for. But uh, Johnny Appleseed and John Henry, give it a 5 out of 10. The rest of it's pretty meh. Chicken Run! How many people remember Chicken Run? This is another early DreamWorks animated movie. Basically, I don't I don't know if you know this, but DreamWorks made movies before Shrek. A lot of people are just like, oh yeah, the Shrek guys, and then all the later movies, like B-Movie, Over the Hedge, How to Train Your Dragon. It's kind of when they came into prominence. But believe it or not, before the funny, before the funny ogre shows up, talking about onions and shit, there were other DreamWorks films. Some of them, like Prince of Egypt, I think is pretty good. And this is another one, Chicken Run. It's pretty good. It's by the Ardman Animation, the guys who did Wallace and Gromit. They do be having some British humor at points, so you do have to be ready for some British jokes to come in and it, that you're not going to understand, even remotely. Uh, but I like the premise of just chickens trying to escape the coop, being foiled by Mr. Tweety and his wife, who makes like a pie machine, who's going to try to kill him and make him into pies and shit. The stakes are there. You got Mel Gibson playing a rooster who's like, oh, I could totally fly. His dumb ass can't fly. He lying to these hoes. But then, you know, you can also see he's a bit of a womanizer, so he don't mind lying to the hoes. We all know people like that. 
and I'm sure Mel Gibson even is a person like that. Maybe this is a perfect casting situation where they just did this <laughs> to make Mel Gibson Rooster feel more even alive and real. I like Chicken Run. I wouldn't call it the best DreamWorks animated film. I still like Wallace and Gromit a lot more. Uh, but for their own first feature film, this could have been a lot worse. Seven out of ten. All right, final two. Next up, Extremely Goofy Movie. I think the original, just a goofy movie, might be one of the best Disney films ever made. No stop. Like, not even calling it underrated. Not even calling it a hidden gem. I think the original, motherfucking, a goofy movie, one of the best animated films of all time. And it wasn't going to be. Like, it's just like, oh, this is the Goof Troop movie, basically. You got the Walt Disney TV animation, making a movie about Goofy and his son, Max. How good can it be? But the drama between father and son, the songs, the Roxanne, so fucking hot, even though she's a dog. What's wrong with you, Disney? Why you gotta be drawing these animal characters so fucking fine? I don't get it. I really don't understand. <laughs> I t Why is she so bad? And then this movie, an extremely goofy movie, they do it again, but this time with a college librarian, clearly in her 30s, and you're like, oh, no way they ain't gonna make this bitch bad. They put her up in a fucking, like, disco outfit, and she starts breaking down, and she give Goofy the fuck eyes at some point, and I'm like, good lord. You not be doing this. Uh, extremely Goofy movie, bad, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm glad that part's in it. Uh, the whole thing is just basically an excuse to uh, promote ESPN's College X Games, and I'm not saying like, oh, they do a fun little parody of it because Disney owns ESPN. No, like the ESPN College X Games branding and all are just a central part of the movie and the main conflict. Of course, it's not as good as the original Goofy movie. The fact that they're in college kind of feels like a dumb sort of excuse to keep the conflict going, even though it, it felt like it naturally ended in the first one. The more I think about Goofy movie, the more I'm like, this is bad. I like how the Goofy gets a relationship. The librarian hot. There's some interesting moments. But by the time the, the X game shit happens, I just get really bored. And I'm like, turn this shit off. I don't want to listen to this shit anymore. And this is good. That's an extremely Goofy movie. I'm going to give it a fucking four. A four out of ten. And finally, Emperor's New Groove is perhaps the film that I owe most of my comedy and any sort of humor I have. Yep. This is the movie. You know, everybody has like the movie is like, that's, that's what I remember watching as a kid. And that's what, which showed me all the possibilities and, and good films and, and humor and jokes and all that sort of stuff. That film for me was Emperor's New Groove. I'm obviously really biased, but if you want to watch like a quintessential Aiden movie, like a movie that works for me extremely well, but maybe not for like, oh, I don't know. 50 60 percent of other people this is this is the one i have a lot of love for this one yzma's funny Kronk's funny Cusco's classic the only good david spade role animated beautifully i even like the, the stupid sting song <sighs> 10 out of 10 i love emperor's new group I'll, I'll i'll talk about that one on a ain't on anchor when i get to it in the disney marathon uh so that's why i'm not talking about it a ton here but yeah i love it anyway that's it. That's the movie roundup. I watched all of these in the span of six days because I had no internet and was extremely bored. Let me know if you want more quick movie roundups like this where I give my thoughts and joke and give little ratings. I thought it was a lot of fun. And hey, if you agree with me on the whole piracy topic, let me know as well. 
kind of an interesting episode where the first half is all about serious piracy discussion and the second half is just Ains movie nonsensical roller coaster of, of reviews and fun times. Let me know if it was a good listen. Uh, if you want, you can support the podcast with a little support button on Anchor. That'd be pretty cool. You can also support me on Patreon if you want. Shout out to Zach, Jay, and Carrie Knight for supporting me in the past. And uh, if you do, you get to suggest episode topics for Aiden on Anchors. I think that's pretty cool. Anyway, I've been Aiden of Blue Catch Productions, and I'm 